Keep your radio dial where it is. It's time for Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita, episode 34. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, hello, everyone. I am very excited about this episode because we're talking about one of my favorite topics. Yep, tarot cards. I am going to share so many good tips with you in this episode. I can't wait to share them with you. If you are someone who has wanted to learn tarot cards, if you are practicing and learning in the process of learning how to read tarot, or if you're an experienced reader, you're going to get a lot out of this episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about five things that you can do to help you make sense of the tarot cards in a reading, even if you've never had success in reading the cards before. If you have had success, we've all had those moments where we get stuck, we don't know what the cards mean, we're confused, and I'm going to share some tips on how to clear that confusion, get some clarity, and get amazing and helpful messages from your readings. So, Let's jump into it. I want to first tell you something that this episode is generously sponsored by SourcePoint Wellness, kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine located in Los Angeles, California. Now you can notice that something different. We are having supporters, sponsors, and advertisers. And if you are interested in being a supporter, you can be one for as little as $7 per episode. If you want to know more, go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and click on the become a podcast supporter button at the top of the page and you can find out more. I want to share some other news with you that the book of candle magic, my book about candle magic is going to be coming out in October, 2020, but you can pre-order it now. And I appreciate those pre-orders so much. They mean a lot to me. If you are wanting to make a pre-order and you don't know where to do it, well, you can go to lots of places online. You can go to Amazon, of course, and you can go to IndieBound. You can go to Barnes and Noble, and you can go to my website, parlorofwonders.com and pre-order a signed copy. When you pre-order, you don't have to pay up front. You're just putting down that you would like to purchase it when it comes out. So you can do that right now at any of those places. But if you want to do it in a really big way, make a big splash, why not give a call to your local bookstore? Give them an email message, send them a text, direct message them, get in touch with them and tell them you'd like to pre-order this book. Because when you do that, you're supporting our independent booksellers And that's super, super important right now. So go ahead and do that today and you'll be supporting the booksellers. You'll be telling magical writers like me that you support our work and you'll be getting an amazing book come October on telling you everything that you need to know about candle magic. So let's talk a little bit about tarot though. To introduce this show, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my own tarot story. Um, Back in 1974, I was 10 years old and I received my first tarot deck. And the way that happened was I was a little kid. My mom and dad and I were on a vacation. We went to Salem, Massachusetts, and we were in Salem and we went into a little gift shop, a little witchy store. 
which I believe is Lori Cabot's store. If you know about Lori Cabot, she's the famous witch of Salem. And back in 1974, it was, Salem was not like it is now. It wasn't a witchy town at all. I think she was the only witch. So if she was the only witch in town, I was in her, I was in her store. So we went into this witch shop and my mom asked me if there was a souvenir that I wanted to, for her to buy for, for me. And I picked out a tarot deck and that's how I got my very first deck. Now, when I got home and I got that deck into my hands and I opened it up. I knew it was a fortune telling deck, but I didn't know how it worked. And I can remember looking at that little white booklet that comes with a tarot deck and being super mystified by it, like really being confused. Obviously it's still a confusing book. If you look at the little white book, it doesn't explain anything. Very esoteric. And for a 10 year old, it was like way, way, way above my head. So I began to play at tarot card reading. I began to pretend to tarot card read. I began to play with the cards like they were paper dolls. I would just hang out with the cards and play with them and look at them and shuffle them and do pretend fortune telling and all of that. And I did that for several years until I got into my teens and I finally was able to access some books. I got to learn about books, but you know, learning through a book, as good as a book can be, it's still, you know, looking at a book. We would do things when I was a teenager, like we would do a tarot reading. We would lay out the cards in a Celtic cross or some other kind of layout and then look up each card as we were reading it. So we weren't really reading. We were more looking up meanings as we laid out those cards. But, you know, we were starting to try and figure it out. But I can remember being at that time being completely awed and completely blown away by people who could lay out the cards and not have to look up the meanings of the cards in a book. And they just knew what the cards meant. They had that skill. And I can remember just really being in that place of like thinking, am I ever going to get there? And it was, I remember being very, very impressed by that. When I started to really learn, I took some classes, I got some more books and I began to learn. I began to think I had to memorize the cards. I I would try and memorize them. I remember every winter I would think, okay, this is the winter where I'm going to really memorize all 78 cards and what they mean (laughs) and really would work hard at it, but get only about, you know, a 10th of the way in. I'd memorize like seven and I, you know, run out of steam. So I can remember all those times in my teens and my early twenties when I was really kind of, uh, frustrated by the cards and definitely didn't know what they mean. So if you're a person who's learning to read tarot and you are wondering, am I ever going to get there? I just want to tell you that it is possible to get there and it is possible to get clarity about the meaning of the cards. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. So I know what you're going through. I know those feelings and I can remember it so well being so um, just really confused and befuddled when I'd pull out a card and I remember running to the books and looking them up. So let's talk about some of the ways that you can do things that you can do to help you if you are learning tarot and you get confused by the cards, you're not sure what they mean. Sometimes, you know, even in cases where we would look up the meaning, we would sometimes get into a place where we thought, You know, we wouldn't understand what that card meant even by reading the meaning of the card and relating it back to the the reading that we were doing. So I'm going to tell you all the tricks and tips that I have for uh, having clarity when you're doing a tarot card reading. 
By the way, a little side note here, if you are wanting a book to help you along your tarot path, I do have a book called Madame Pemita's Magical Tarot, and you can get that book um, through my shop, parlorwonders.com, at all the online places. And that book is available now. You can get that book now. I sell signed copies on my site, but you can get it anywhere, you know, all the usual places. And that book is an amazing help to a lot of people when they're um, learning the cards, because if you're learning with the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it breaks down every single symbol in that deck so that you can understand and really um, get into uh, in-depth readings with it. So it's a good resource if you're um, starting out. It's a good resource if you want to get deeper into those cards as well. I've heard a lot of feedback. In fact, one of my mentors and my colleague who I adore, Judica Illis, who's been reading as long as I have, and um, she has said that in that book, she was the editor of that book, and she said that she discovered new things about the Rider Waite Smith that she had never seen before, never knew about, and symbols that she had uh, overlooked even after all the years of reading that she's done. So even if you're an advanced reader, you can um, find things in this book that are going to help you. So I recommend it. All right. So if you're getting mixed messages in your reading or you're getting no message at all, these are the steps that I recommend doing so that you can get some helpful messages when you're doing a tarot reading. So the very, very first thing I recommend is that you do some grounding and centering before you start any reading of the cards. If you don't have a practice of grounding and centering, you can start doing that. And that will help quite a bit with opening up your intuition, opening up your understanding of the cards. If you're going to do a reading and you're upset or you're distracted or you're anxious or you're feeling scattered, if you have a lot of thoughts bouncing around in your head, um, that in and of itself can cause a lot of confusion. So you want to make sure before you start a reading that you're feeling grounded, you're feeling centered, and you're feeling really ready to open up in a very peaceful and calm way. So here are some of the things that I can recommend for grounding and centering before you start a reading. Um, try one of these strategies because these, these are things that w- have worked for me and I just want to pass those along. One of them could be taking a hot bath. Taking a hot bath will relax you, get you centered, wash away any of the anxiety of the day and really get you into a peaceful place. That can be a really good strategy to do before you do a reading. Uh, you can go for a walk, you know, going for a walk, getting some exercise that makes everybody's mood better. You know, getting a little bit of that exercise, being out in nature can ground and center you. Feet on the ground can make you feel grounded. So that can be a good thing, a walk or a run. If you're hungry, you should eat something, have a little something to eat. You can eat before you do a reading. And if you're feeling up in the air and not grounded, then doing a, um, eating something that's like root oriented will be helpful. So that could be things like eating beets or potatoes or sweet potatoes or carrots. Those rooted vegetables will root you down. They will feel, make you feel more grounded. So I recommend eating any of those if you are feeling a little scattered or a little distracted before you do your reading. Uh, Taking a nap can be another good strategy for grounding. If you're tired and you feel uh, frazzled, you know, taking a little 20 minute power nap can be really good for um, making you have a fresh attitude, making you feel fresh and getting you in a good headspace to do a reading. Lastly, if you can't do any of those things and you have to jump into a reading right away, you know, sometimes we readers, we are on call and we have a, a session and we have to do it, you know, and be ready for it. One of the strategies that's so, so good and that you can do quickly and you can do it right away and is so very grounding is just taking some deep breaths. Take a deep breath in for five 
a count of five and then hold it for a second and then let it out for a count of five and do that five times. And you'll be in a really calmer place than you were before you started. You'll feel centered. You'll feel grounded. You'll feel not um, scattered. And so that'll be a good thing for you to do. Next thing you want to do before you start a reading, this is a good tip for everyone really, but really good for new readers in particular. If you're new to reading, I recommend that you start out any reading by formulating a question before you start. Think of a question before you start or ask the person that you're reading for to give you a question that you'd like to look at. That is really, really helpful for you to get to the point. Yes, we can do general readings where we look at the whole situation or we look at the year ahead in general. Those are possible to do. But when you're a new reader, having a reference point is so helpful. It really is helpful. So ask your person that you're reading for to give you a question that you'd like to look that, you know, what's going on their mind or what they'd like you to look at. Or if you are doing a reading for yourself, then formulate a question before you pull the cards. The more specific that question, by the way, the better. So if someone says, I want to know about love, that's a good question because it at least gets you on the right track of knowing about love. But what do they want to know? Do they want to know if they should choose between person A and person B? Are they in a situation where they're broken up with someone and they want to see what's going on? Are they a secret admirer of someone and they want to know if that person might be open to a relationship with them? Are they wanting to draw love into their life? There's lots of topics that love can take. I mean, that's just scratching the surface. So when someone comes up with a topic, you might want to get some clarifying information from them just to, you know, sort of specify what you're reading, especially if you're reading for your friends, you're practicing and you're learning. This will really help you home in on what you're looking at with the cards. Sometimes people can say, just tell me what's coming up with my future. But for beginning readers in particular, this can be a really hard thing because it can mean anything. And and when we look at the cards, we can see a card that could be about money or it could be about relationship and which direction do you go. If they've given you a question ahead of time, it will help guide you as to what that card means. So for example, someone could give a question. I have this example for our podcast today. Someone could give the question they want to know about business. Well, what do they specifically know? Well, let's say they wanted to know, I want to turn my skill as a knitter. I have a hobby of knitting and I want to turn that hobby of knitting into a business. What's going to help me make that transition? What's going to help me turn that hobby into something that turns into uh, a business for me or some way to make an income? So when you get a question like that, that's very specific, it helps you to know what direction to take the reading. So The same thing applies when you're writing out a question or asking a question yourself and you're doing a reading. The more specific, the better, because then you'll know what the answer is that goes along with that question when you see the cards. So ask that question, write it down if you're doing a reading for yourself or ask the question of the other person if they're sitting across from you before you get started with the cards and shuffling. Now, once you've gone down that path of you got your centering, you're grounded, you're centered, and you've gotten a question from the other person, now it's time to do your shuffling, cutting the cards, laying out the cards, all of that, and then take a beat to just look at the cards, right? 
If you shuffle the cards and you lay the cards out and then you feel this pressure to start talking about it, it can feel like performance anxiety, especially if you're reading for someone else. If you're reading for yourself, of course, you're going to take your time because you're not feeling the pressure. But if you're reading for a friend, you feel like you have to come up with that answer right away. So one of the things that I teach my students when they're learning to read the tarot is to first just look at the card and then describe what they see in the card to the person that they're reading for. So for example, if we take a look at the six of cups, you could describe the what you see in the six of cups to the person sitting across from you. I'm going to describe it because we're doing a podcast and you're listening to it. I'm going to describe it to you. So you can look at that card and say, okay, there's a little boy who's giving a little girl a golden goblet with a flower in it. And the little girl is receiving it. They're kind of dressed in old-fashioned, kind of almost fairy tale clothes. She's got mittens on her hands. He's got a little cap, like a a very medieval-looking cap. They're standing outside of a city, and there are five other cups with flowers around them. It's a very sweet, sweet scene. You know, he's giving her a little cup with a flower. It's very friendly and very sweet. There's a city behind them, and there's a bridge also behind them. And on that bridge is a a guard walking away from the scene with a a kind of pike in his hand, a staff or a pike in his hand. It's little in the distance, so it's hard to see. It's daytime scene. There's no, you know, clouds. It's nothing dramatic. It's a, a very sweet little scene. All right. So now I've spent about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, just talking about what I see in that card. And that can be helpful for making you see what is the next step, which is to see the symbols in the cards, right? But that can give you that beat, that moment, that helpful looking, that real deep looking at the cards so that you can see those symbols and not feeling pressure to come up with a, 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 a reading right off the bat. So I recommend that you do that when you're talking to someone else, but it's also useful even if you're doing the reading for yourself. When I talk about journaling about cards, writing out your question, pulling a card of the day, and then journaling about the card, the very first journal step is to write about what you see in the card. What is the relationship of the people, if there are any people in the card? What's going on in the card? Really take a deep look at what is happening in that image in the card. That brings us to our next step. The next step is to look at the symbols in the cards and decipher them. So in our example of the Six of Cups, the boy and the girl are young. So we can look at that as a symbol of maybe childhood or innocence or friendship, right? There's a sweetness in their relationship. It's kind. It's a kind relationship, right? So it can rep- represent kindness or sweetness. There's a very beautiful friendly, kind energy between the two of them that we can see in that picture. The cup that he's handing her, he's giving her a gift. So that is giving something represents a gift or an offering or exchange of some kind, but it's a really beautiful gift because it's a sweet golden cup with a sweet little flower in it. Oh my gosh, it's the cutest, sweetest, most gentle, loving thing. Could even be a little romantic. Maybe the, he, this is like a puppy love crush, you know? Could be really, really sweet. 
Um, another example of a symbol that we see in this could be the guard on the bridge. A guard could represent is symbolic of something. What do we think of when we think of a guard? We think of protection or we think of being careful. There's all kinds of meanings that we can see in that as well. So if you want to know all of these symbols, I'm not going to go into all the symbols on the card here in our podcast today, but if you want to know all of the symbols in the cards, and I recommend, like I said, getting my book, Madam Pamita's Magical Tarot. In that book, I break down every single symbol in all 78 of the cards. So you can really break it down and see everything. And then you'll start to make that connection as you see it. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can relate those symbols to the original question. But first, I'm going to go back to that topic of centering, and I'm going to tell you a great resource for centering. Being calm and clear is really the thing that you need to read the cards. I mean, that's like the very first step. If you're frazzled, if you're you know, disoriented or distracted, it's not going to help you. But you know, that's also something we need in our life right now, especially right now. We need that peace and clarity to connect to our higher selves and to heal ourselves. So if we want to be in the very best possible place to be our healthiest and to be our most peaceful, we need to do, we often need help with that. So we know that we need to get there and maybe we don't know how we can do it or how it can happen. And that's why I want to share with you one of my favorite resources for doing this beautiful spiritual work. And that is the amazing Michelle Kellogg over at mindfulmystic.com. Mindful Mystic offers mystic and holistic products. They offer classes and services that are designed to awaken your body's ability to self-heal. Now, one of the things that Michelle specializes in are crystals, healing crystals, and she's got them in all different formats. She's got gemstones and jewelry and pendulums. There's this one, actually, there's this one beautiful carnelian heart that is about as big as your palm that I am absolutely drooling over. She's got some amazing, amazing gemstones over there. And the really, really special thing, you know, you can get gemstones a lot of places, but hers are really, really special. And that is because each item in Mindful Mystic's online crystal store is cleansed with a sound bath and charged with Reiki before she ships them out to you. These are not just crystals. These are crystals like uber crystals, the best crystals, and they're charged with beautiful Reiki energy, healing energy. They're cleansed with a beautiful sound bath. And who doesn't love a sound bath? I know I love a sound bath. That's one of my favorite things to do. So she's got a special for you guys that are Magic and the Law of Attraction podcast listeners. If you would like to get one of these amazing crystals, you can get 15% off your first crystal order by using the promo code MAGIC at checkout. Now, if you are in the Las Vegas area, I want you to know that Mindful Mystic also offers chakra balancing, Reiki, and sound healing sessions, which include the soothing meditative and healing vibration of crystal healing singing, crystal healing bowls, crystal singing bowls, Himalayan healing bowls, and a gong. I love a sound bath, as I said. Sound baths are amazing, and Michelle is an expert at bringing all that peace and serenity and the healing that comes with that experience. So make your appointment for the future to get one of those beautiful sound baths with Michelle because you will love it, I guarantee. If you are wanting to learn Reiki, she also offers group private or online Reiki certification classes so you can get 
Reiki certification online, a beautiful thing to do right now. So anyway, all of that great stuff comes from Mindful Mystic. And if you want to learn more about Mindful Mystic, I invite you to visit Michelle's website at mindfulmystic.com. She's our advertiser, our big sponsor for this episode. Show your support for this ep- this podcast and show, show your support for her by going over there and checking out her amazing crystals. All right, so let's get back to our topic of tarot. So once you've seen those symbols in the cards, we need to relate them back to the original question. So once you've done that, think back to your original question and think how the symbols of the cards relate back to that question. So choose one or two symbols that see, don't, you don't look, need to look at every single symbol in that card, but think about your question and then see what symbols pop out for you. If we were looking at that question, for example, of how to turn a knitting hobby into a business, and we pick that six of cups, we could focus on a couple of different symbols there. We could focus on the relationship of the boy and the girl. We could focus on the flower in the golden goblet. We could focus on the flowers around them, the symbol of the gloves on the girl's hands, or we could symbol focus on that symbol of the guard walking away. Now, really when we're doing a reading as a reader, we're looking at that card and we're seeing what it brings up, what symbols come forward for us, what meaning comes up for us in relation to the question. So for our knitter who's ready to start a business, for example, you might focus on the symbol of the girl's gloves, right? The gloves might be knitted gloves, right? What does a glove represent? It might represent protection or it might represent a gift or something else. We could also see that beautiful gift that she's getting from the boy. So how does that relate to the question? Maybe you see that for your client, they need to recognize and highlight the beauty of their offerings, right? The beautiful golden goblet with the beautiful flower in it. So maybe they need to highlight the beauty of what they're making, or maybe they need to market those knitting offerings as gifts for other people. Or you might see something else that's like, maybe they need to talk to their partner and ask them what they think, you know, their partner in romance and love, they might want to talk to their partner and see if they're going to get support from their partner in this transition. So there's lots of ways we can look at those symbols and see how they relate back to that question. Now you can, this is something very interesting. You can get asked the same question and pull the same card for a different reading for a different person, but each message for each person will be as unique as as they are. So let's say from some freaky reason, you get one person that asks how to turn knitting in a knitting hobby into a business. And then the next person you read for asks the same question. And weirdly enough, you pull the same card for one. You might see that it's about asking their partner for their support for another one. You might see about, you need to uh, work on marketing these um, knitted offerings as gifts for other people. You know, you can see different things for different people. So that's the part of the intuition that comes in. Now, what if the tarot cards still don't make sense after all those steps that we talked about looking, talking about everything that's in the card, looking at the symbols of the cards and connecting those symbols to the question at hand? There are those times when you really and truly can't see a connection between the symbols of the cards and what you're asking. And if that's the case, ask your spirit guides for clarification and then draw another card. This card is called a clarifying card. So for example, if 
the original card was the six of cups and you pulled a clarifying card and you got the six of pentacles, you could get some more information. So for those of you who are listening, the six of pentacles shows a rich merchant giving some poor beggars some gold coins. Now with that card as your clarifier, you might see the connection of the symbol of giving because he's giving them gold coins and realize that your original six of cups was more about the giving aspect than let's say the beauty or, you know, asking your partner for their support or whatever. So that clarifying card can help narrow down what this card means. So another thing, if you're still, still, still really getting confused by the cards, I would recommend that you try looking at different decks. I mean, if you're finding this as a problem over and over and over again, you know, not just once in a while, but you're really, really having a hard time making the cards make sense, it might be that the deck you have really doesn't support your understanding. So try a different deck. There are decks out there that are going to show you more and you're going to have more of a connection to, and there's some that aren't going to do it for you. That's just the reality of this world. You're not friends with everybody. You're not expected to be friends with everybody. You're not going to have the whole world as your as in your close circle. You have your close friends and then you have the ones out there that are living their lives and you guys are not friendship in a friendship, right? Same thing with your cards. There are many, many, many tarot card decks out there. And some of them are going to appeal to you and some are going to be like, whatever, right? You're not going to be into it. So find one that you really connect with. And if you're having problems with the one you're currently working with, try working with a different one. Another thing I will say to you, are there are decks out there, there are tarot decks out there that have the meaning of the card printed on the deck. And there is a deck that I sell on my website that has those printed meanings on it. And those can be a real help if you're still having problems and you're still looking up things in the book. It gives you a little bridge to get to that place where you're not relying on a book anymore. And if you're ready to kind of, you know, get some help, but not wanting to look back and forth between the book, those kinds of decks can be really, really helpful. So let's talk about the very, very final step. If you are still getting nothing and you're still having problems with tarot, don't get frustrated. If you've tried all of these techniques and you still can't make heads or tails of the message of the cards, just don't try and push it. It may not be the right day for you to do a reading. Put your cards away and bring them out for another question another day. Oftentimes I find that when you're doing readings for yourself in particular, you're Ah, you're too close to the question. And sometimes it's hard to be objective or you may get overwhelmed and be too confused to get a clear reading. So don't get, if you're doing readings for yourself and you're having this problem, this is a pretty common problem. And it's mostly because it's hard for us to be objective about our own issues. It's easier to be objective about someone else's. So don't be hard on yourself or don't think that you're not a good reader or that you're never going to get there. Just put the cards away for now and wait for a time when you're feeling alert, you're feeling calm, you're feeling rested, you're feeling clear, and then give it a try again. So there you have it. Five and a half steps <laughs> to take when you're looking at your cards and your tarot cards and you're not getting a clear message. All right. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about tarot, I've got some great articles about tarot on my magic blog, and you can find that over at Parlor of Wonders. Go to parlorofwonders.com 
go to instruction, go to magic blog, and you can read my article actually called what to do when the tarot cards don't make sense. You can read other articles that I've written about tarot cards, and this can really help you with your tarot reading practice. There's also all all kinds of other topics in there too. I talk about spells and magic and witchcraft and law of attraction and spiritualism and all kinds of mystical, magical goodies. So you want to head over there to see those articles. And don't forget, if you have questions about all kinds of that, all that magical stuff, you can join me for my live magic Q&A tea party, which takes place every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to join us live, you go to spellsquad.com to get the secret code to to join us. It'll be great. And there's a little secret. If you do that, you go to spousequad.com and you sign up. You also get a free copy of my gorgeously illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. Just go to spellsquad.com and get your free copy today and join us at the Live Magic Q&A. I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors, mindfulmystic.com, Mindful Mystic offers mystic and holistic products, classes, and services designed to reawaken the body's ability to self-heal. We all need that healing right now. And I also want to say thank you to SourcePoint Wellness, kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese functional and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. Their team of experts offer virtual healing services to anyone in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture, which I've had before and it totally works and it's amazing, and Reiki. They offer goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing, healing energy work, EFT, and customized breath work. So please follow Source at SourcePoint Wellness on Instagram or email Dr. Cohen, it's D-R-C-O-H-E-N at SourcePointWellness.com to find out more. I want to also tell you guys that if you want to be a supporter, a sponsor, an advertiser, you can do so for as little as $7 an episode. Want to know more? Go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and click the Become a Podcast Supporter button at the top of the page to find out more. A huge thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with their friends. And big, big love to the fabulous folks who've left reviews on iTunes. Those reviews really help get the word out to the wider world about the podcast. And I totally appreciate I appreciate you taking the time to do them. If you haven't done it, please leave a review on iTunes. And I may give you a shout out on a future episode. So do that. Hey, there's an idea. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering on this podcast. I want to say thank you to my amazing boyfriend, Manfred Hofer, for announcing. And I want to say thank you to you for listening. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be answering the question, how can I use pins in my spells? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. 